Hi there. It's Trista for Governator. And this evening, we have an Ad Liberty podcast by the ACLU. It's called The Movement to Erase Black History and Culture. I thought it sounded kind of important. So I'm going to do a podcast about this. This is just for Governor. Running for Governor of Arizona, please do sign my petition to get on the ballot. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash go dot A-Z-S-O-S dot gov forward slash SF6J. Okay, I'm not going to repeat that. So I hope you had a pencil or just three lines. Um, but yeah, get me on the ballots. Pretty important. Um, you get in the ballot uh, on the ballot this time. Come hell or high water. And now, uh, since I'm a gazillionaire, I can um, throw money at that. It's not a problem. Just throw money at that. Okay. Anyway, so this is what it says. Says February marks Black History Month, the time to recognize the significant achievements and culture of black Americans from bell hooks to Beyonce, and also to honor an accurate history about them, a history that we know is rife with discrimination and abuse. Think slavery, Jim Crow, and the structural racism we're still infected with today. Sadly, more and more, this history is being challenged and even erased in our culture and right now in our schools through tactics like curriculum restrictions and book bans. Truths we weren't considered hard with self-evidence are now being erased before our eyes. Yeah, it's like the fucking neo-Nazis took over our government. Which is kind of the truth. Over 30 state legislatures across the country have introduced bills to limit the discussion of racial history in a way prompted by the emergence of critical race theory as a subject of political fear-mongering. Yeah, that should be considered hate speech. When, uh, when Ruthugla Kunt's, uh, you know, cry and uh, whine about teaching critical race theory, it's, it's a fucking, it's hate speech, it's race baiting, because they're, it's not even taught in schools, it's only taught in law school, critical race theory. But I, I, have, a, I have a way around it, I, I say, okay, we're, we're not going to teach critical race theory, okay, oh, stupid ass Ruthugla Kunt's, but uh, we are going to we're gonna um talk discuss uh, and read roots we're gonna watch the movie and, and roots and and uh that's that's like uh that was pretty momentous when that came out i remember as a child and uh so yeah by so watching a movie maybe maybe they can palette that uh, like a movie that's in a, in a book that's uh long been uh published you know, people don't dispute that that's what took place in Roots actually did take place. And, um, <clears throat> Django Reinhardt, how about Django Reinhardt, haha. <laughs> no, um, just Roots, Roots is, Roots is good, that, uh, that talks about slavery, and, 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 um, and, um, that's, that's, I think that's a good start something I think we can all agree on. Yeah, okay, fuck you. So we're not going to teach, we don't teach critical race theory anyway, okay, you're right. Okay, we're not going to, let's, uh, so, then they, we need to, we need to treat the Ruthugla cunts in a certain way. 
You know, when they say these crazy, this crazy shit that's, uh, that's race baiting, basically. A continuation of Trump's race baiting for four long, hard, nightmarish years. Got Colonel Spazzy in the house. And I got, and I got my Hercules on the shoulder. Got Hercules on my shoulder. Okay, it's my nano chicken race, mini chickens, mini cocks. Haha, <laughs> can say that on podcast. Thank you, anchor. I can't say that on TikTok. Some stupid ass snowflake will report me. Anyway, over thirty state legislatures. Uh, but that's just, okay, emergence of critical race theory as a subject of political fear-mongering. No, just call it for what it is, fucking race-baiting. That's just the beginning of over 300 books by predominantly black authors discussing race, gender, and sexuality were also banned in the last year alone. 300 books? Yes, you heard me right, we're banning books again. When your history is banned, how do you learn about your ancestors? How do we learn from what's happened in the past and how it affects our present. When your culture is banned, how do you see yourself? How do you belong? How do you celebrate the stories, music, food, and family that made you? At the ACLU, we believe that the First Amendment is so fundamental because it should stop this kind of erasure in its tracks. That's why we're meeting the surge of censorship with new litigation and fierce advocacy. Joining us today is Cher Moores, Emerson Sykes, a senior staff attorney with the ACLU's Speech, Privacy, and Technology Project, and longtime listeners will remember Emerson as one of Ad Liberty's former hosts. Um, this episode, the movement to race, black history, and culture, recovers the following issues we work on artistic expression, banned books, civil liberties in prison, free speech, prisoners' rights, free speech in prison, uh, race and inequality in education, racial justice, or injustice, I guess. All right, we'll play. Let's play. Whoa. From the ACLU, this is At Liberty. I'm Sonal Trevetti, a senior staff attorney at the ACLU, and your host. February, of course, marks Black History Month, a time to recognize the significant achievements and culture of Black Americans, from bell hooks to Beyonce, and also to honor an accurate history about them. A history that we know is rife with discrimination and abuse. Think slavery, Jim Crow, and the structural racism we're still infected with today. Sadly, more and more this history is being challenged and even erased in our culture. And right now, in our schools, through tactics like curriculum restrictions and outright book bans. Truths about black history that we once considered hard but self-evident are now being erased before our eyes. Over 30 state legislatures across the country have introduced bills to limit the discussion of racial history in a wave prompted by the emergence of critical race theory as a subject of political fear-mongering. But that's just the beginning. Over 300 books by predominantly black authors discussing race, gender, and sexuality were also banned in the last year alone. Yep, you heard me right. We're banning books again. So when your history is banned, how do you learn about your ancestors? How do we learn from what's happened in the past and how it affects our present? When your culture is banned, how do you see yourself? How do you belong? How do you celebrate the stories, music, food, and family that made you? Here at the ACLU, we believe that the First Amendment is so fundamental because it should stop this kind of erasure in its tracks. That's why we're meeting this surge of censorship with new litigation and fierce advocacy. 
Joining us today to share more is Emerson Sykes, a senior staff attorney with the ACLU's Speech, Privacy, and Technology Project. Longtime listeners will remember Emerson as one of At Liberty's former hosts. Emerson, I've listened to you at the helm of this podcast so many times, I'm pretty excited to have you on the other side of the mic. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It's like the, the two Spider-Man meme. That's right. I think I'm the evil one, but sure. <laughs> um, before we dive into today's topic uh, about black culture and, and free speech, I think we have to cover the big news that Justice Breyer is retiring after almost 30 years on the court, as well as the news that President Biden will stick to his campaign pledge of appointing a black woman to the Supreme Court. I'd love your thoughts on all of this, particularly in the context of our conversation today about free speech and black culture. Well, you know, I don't consider myself a, a court commentator. Of course, you know, we are litigating First Amendment cases with a judiciary across the country that has been dramatically shifted to the right over the last two decades. Of course, most notably and most visibly, that has been on the Supreme Court. And we see on a, you know, recently, it's been on an almost daily basis, the impact that having a 6-3 conservative liberal quote-unquote split on the Supreme Court is having on our legal system. So, you know, I will be pleased if we get a new justice soon who is capable and uh, has empathy for those who have been on the margins of our society and, and trampled by our legal system for generations. But I am also under no delusion that whoever comes into that seat you know, it's not going to tip the battle, tip the balance even within the Supreme Court, never mind the legal system as a whole. Agreed. I think we should be clear eyed about the numbers game at the current Supreme Court. On the other hand, uh, having a black woman up there for the first time might mean something for culture, maybe more so than law. What do you think? Definitely. You know, see, representation matters, as the old saying goes, and seeing people, watching people, especially, you know, not just the, vis the visuals, of course, the visuals matter, but also what we saw with Thurgood Marshall was it wasn't just that there, we knew that there was a black man sitting up there, but in his opinions, he brought his whole self to that work. I think, you know, as we've seen Justice Kagan, Justice Sotomayor add so much, not only with their legal brilliance, um, but with their life experience and empathy uh, and clarity of sort of moral purpose. You know, I'm glad you brought up Justice Marshall because he's exactly the kind of person who is being erased from curriculums before our very eyes. So let's shift to the debate around critical race theory and black history and culture. Uh, let's first lay the groundwork. Can you just remind folks, what is critical race theory? How is it different from simply teaching the history of race discrimination? How is it the same? It's a good question. The, the status quo for generations in the United States has been to present a whitewashed history in our public schools. Over the course of several generations, we have tried and been very successful, I would say, in trying to present a more nuanced, diverse, multicultural view and comprehensive view about the history of our country, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And one strain of that effort has been within the legal academy, Professor Kimberly Crenshaw, Professor Derek Bell, many, many others have contributed to what has come to be known as critical race theory as a way of analyzing the way that race 
plays itself out in our legal system in explicit, implicit, intentional, and unintentional ways. At the same time, what we've seen is a weaponization of this term, CRT, by, I, I hesitate to use his name in, in interviews, but there's this guy, Chris Rubo, who basically stumbled upon, happened upon the idea that he could take this phrase, which describes uh, a particular legal discipline or, or theory within the legal discipline, and he was just going to pack everything that makes people feel uncomfortable about quote-unquote wokeness, about quote-unquote cancel culture. None of these things that actually, when you dig down, actually mean what they might mean on first read. But this was the new sort of catchphrase, the new catch-all to sort of dump people's anxieties into. And so then President Trump caught wind of this idea, and this is the backlash. This is the backlash to an inclusive education, to an education that covers the ways in which race, gender, class, national origin have limited people's opportunities and served as tools of oppression throughout our history as a country up to the present day. I think that's totally right. And I'm glad you raised the point that critical race theory is just a stalking horse for white anxiety. It also does double duty as angering suburban parents who were otherwise fleeing right-wing ideologies. And that brings us to schools. So uh, five Republicans-controlled states so far have passed laws limiting how schools can teach race and gender. We have a particular litigation addressing this kind of law in Oklahoma called HB 1775. Can you tell us a little bit about HB 1775 and what we're doing to challenge it? This idea was hatched in these conservative think tanks and it you know, caught the ear of the former president. He issued an executive order towards the end of his presidency listing a set of quote-unquote divisive concepts that would not be allowed in any uh, trainings for government employees. That law was actually enjoined because it also covered contractors. And so that was enjoined with litigation by uh, Lambda Legal by the Ninth Circuit. Uh, but not taking the hint that this was unconstitutional, as you said in the, in the intro, dozens of states at this point have considered these laws, and at least nine of them have already been adopted. But one small piece of this is litigation. I'm a staff attorney. You're a staff attorney. What do we do other than do podcasts? We <laughs> file lawsuits. We brought the suit in Oklahoma along with the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under the Law, the ACLU of Oklahoma, and Pro Bono Counsel at Schulte, Roth, and Zabel. And so we decided that we wanted to file suit in Oklahoma first, in part because the Oklahoma law covers higher education as well as K-12 education, and courts have been uh, more readily re recognizing of First Amendment protections within college campuses as a special environment where it's especially abhorrent for the government to try to limit what people teach, learn, say, think. Also because the Oklahoma law uses many of the quote-unquote divisive concepts that pop up in a lot of these laws. So we think that if we can get a court to strike down some of these in the Oklahoma law, it will help us fight laws with exactly the same language in other places. And I think third is the 
clients that we lined were able to bring together the plaintiffs in our case in Oklahoma are able to tell an incredibly compelling story about Oklahoma and the importance of inclusive education so we have the NAACP of Oklahoma Tulsa we have Massacre. the American Indian Mem movement of Indian territory we have the um, professors from the Oklahoma from Oklahoma University uh, we have the Black Emergency Response Team, a Black student activist group on the campus of Oklahoma University, as well as representing individual teachers, public school teachers, and uh, individual public school students. And so I think, you know, for, through our plaintiffs' experiences over the last four months now, where this law has been in place, is it has wrought confusion. Uh, it has had a chilling effect on what teachers are feeling brave enough to present because the law creates a, a situation whereby if a if a teacher violates or, or presents one of these quote-unquote divisive concepts even in the context of saying this is what some people thought even though it was wrong you can't even mention these things according to this law and if you do you risk your teaching license and that threat has hung over the heads of these teachers uh, and impacted the education of these students for the last four months. And so we've asked a federal judge uh, not only to rule that the law is unconstitutional, but to block its enforcement uh, during the course of the litigation. So our preliminary injunction motion is currently pending. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that amongst your coalition of very impressive plaintiffs are both students, teachers, administrators, this is, these are all of the relevant stakeholders in a school saying we don't want this, and yet politicians from above are imposing these kind of restrictions. So, you know, it's always dicey, two lawyers talking to each other about the law, but can you explain at a high level why are these bans in Oklahoma and elsewhere a violation of the First Amendment? It's a great question. So we actually have four different claims in Oklahoma. The first claim is actually sort of, it's not even really a First Amendment claim, it's a due process claim. So the first argument is that these laws are unconstitutionally vague. So we say that they are, on plain reading, a reasonable person who is subject to the law cannot understand what is prohibited and what is permitted. And the ambiguity of the text leaves the door open to discriminatory and arbitrary enforcement by regulators, right? That's the vagueness claim. Then we have two different First Amendment claims. One is around the fact that this is a overbroad and viewpoint discriminatory regulation of academic freedom in the university context. And that impacts professors, teaching assistants, staff members, uh, students. Many people are teachers, learners, researchers, all at the same time. And they have administrative jobs as well, right? So there's this idea in the law that the First Amendment protects academic freedom, particularly in higher education, because we want as few regulations inhibiting free thought in those places that we entrust with coming up with the new ideas that are going to improve uh, our country and our world, right? So the, there's an inherent skepticism around laws that limit academic freedom. And this is the place where liberals, libertarians, conservatives have traditionally come together that we want as few limits on academic freedom as possible. And yet here, that doesn't seem to be the case for some of them. I have been disappointed, if not especially shocked, 
at the relative silence from the so-called Academic Freedom Brigade. Some of them have written a blog piece or two about how these might not be such a great idea, but we haven't seen uh, that coalition really come together in strong voice saying this is this is a mistake. I think, just to finish up the list of the, so the, the, of the four claims, the, the other two I think are particularly interesting as well. One is around the right to receive information, and this is a First Amendment claim on behalf of students, both in higher education and in K-12. So we talk, we talk about the First Amendment protecting free speech, like the right to speak, but it also protects the right of listeners and the right to receive information and the right to access information. And so the courts have recognized that students have a specific First Amendment And when would purple just talk about? And when Republicans bitch, whine, and moan about teaching critical race theory in schools? Republicans like to complain about teaching critical race theory in schools. Keep in mind, that's not even taught in schools, that's taught in law school. So basically, when politicians are using that argument, Hi, I'm just a for governor. Hi, I'm just a for governor. Hi, I'm just a for governor. Keep in mind when it's a cut. Keep in mind when it's a cut. Keep in mind when the God damn it. Keep in mind when Republicans complain about critical race theory in schools. That it's not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school. So basically that's race baiting. So they're basically race baiting. Which is a form of hate speech. Check it out. I am just a governor. It's not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school. So they're basically <laughs> race baiting, which is a form of hate speech. I am just a governor. 
Christopher Governor. When Republicans complain about critical race theory in schools, keep in mind it's not even taught in schools. Republicans bitch and whine about teaching race theory in schools. Keep in mind that it's not even taught in schools, it's taught in law schools. Therefore, they're just race baiting, which is a form of hate speech. Christopher Governor. Keep in mind when Republicans keep in mind when Republicans talk about keep in mind when Republicans come bitch and want keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory in schools. That it's not even taught in schools. It's only taught in law schools. So there. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and whine about critical race theory in the schools that it's not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, therefore it's a type of race baiting, racism. Please sign my petition below. Am I more public? Bitch and whine about. It's not even taught in schools. It's taught in law school. Therefore, it's a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher. Please sign my petition below. Please sign my petition below. Am I more public? 
Hi, I'm just a governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools, that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Racism. Hi, I'm Christopher Governator. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools, that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Ra- Hi, I'm Christopher Governator. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools, that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Ra- Hi, I'm Christopher <laughs> Governator. Please sign my Pretty petition cool. below. Okay. Now keep in mind. Sex. Neon. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools. That is not even taught in the schools. It's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools. It's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Rick. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Rick. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Rick. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Rick. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Rick. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Rick. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in the schools that is not even taught in the schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Sign my baiting. petition Rick. to get on the ballot and run Please for governor of Arizona. Exclamation point. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash go dot A-Z-S-O-S dot gov forward slash S-X six J. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting.
Chairman. I am Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind, Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools. It's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind, Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools. It's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Hi, I'm Christopher Governor. Please sign my petition below. Now keep in mind when Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools, it's taught in law school.
Now keep in mind, Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools. It's taught in law school, which is a type of race baiting. Now keep in mind, Republicans bitch and moan about critical race theory being taught in schools that is not even taught in schools. It's